Is there any way that you could sort of just zonk me out so that, like, I, I don't know that I'm at work in here? Could I come home and think that I've been fishing all day or something? All right, so this evening my podcast is been waiting for a, for a fishing or hunting one for a while now, and I got Rob Melendez here to uh, talk about, you know, his experience fishing and I've had lots of experience fishing, so I'm sure we'll have a good, uh, enlightening conversation as have far as... Have some good stories. Yeah, have some good <laughs> stories. And uh, yeah, there's things that if you're, I guess if you're a fisherman, like, I'm never trying to get other people to fish. Like, you know, I got, you know, my spots and I don't need you there. Yes. But uh, yes. but there's a, there's a certain, I mean, I grew up with it, you grew up with it, but... You know, there's a certain like uh, camaraderie that goes on. You get a guy in a boat for eight hours, boy, you talk about just about everything under the sun. And then, absolutely. The other thing is, is if you got kids, it's a terrific time. If you can be, you know, if you can be decent about it. There's definitely parents out there that you know they're out there to fish for themselves, and this kids uh-huh. in the way aggravating the hell out of them. <laughs> but I saw your uh, picture stuff, you know, on social media. And you know, look like you were doing some tournament stuff and stuff like yep. that. And I want to talk about the differences between tournament fishing and you know just regular leisure yep. fishing. Some fun fishing, fun oh, yeah. fishing. And I mean, my fishing, I was always serious about it, no matter what. Like if I was, but there's a difference that I'd like the tournament fishing for bass and stuff like that. Those guys are nuts. You're like running around that boat because it's, you're on the clock. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, you got so long in that boat. You got so long to catch. Uh, right. Most tournaments, you got you got five fish you're trying to bring to the scales, and uh, yeah, you've got about eight hours. Right. Eight hours between eight and nine hours to get uh, the five biggest ones you can find in the boat, and you're trying to maximize your time. Yeah, right, 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 right. Every second of the right. of the day. Now, you know, when I'm fishing just normal, like if I was in the boat, I'm you know trying to maximize the time my lines in the water because can't catch anything with the line out of the water right so right. whenever i go fishing with a guy who's like constantly sitting there changing baits i'm like it, yeah. you know there's gonna be a reason i'm gonna outfish you today and this is gonna be part of it so you know you yes. gotta be fishing and you know you know and i'm not taking it away from anyone because like you know if you're just out there to have a good time that that's great uh you know i don't know I saw your pictures, and it was mostly like smallmouth and largemouth, stuff like that. That's the main thing you fish for? Yes. Not yes. any muskies and stuff like that ever? Uh, no, I I have just a couple couple trips we've taken to go after some muskie in that. Sure. But the one muskie I've caught, I was actually bass fishing, and uh, yeah. I caught a, caught a tiger muskie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, the, the biggest bass I ever caught, I caught muskie fishing. So it hit, oh. a, hit like a nine-inch huge musky bait right at the boat side and i was like what the and i mean i'm fishing with 90 pound test so i picked it right up out of the water and i'm like look at this a gorgeous bass oh yeah like eight pound nice really nice fish and i took it it was like uh it was like march it was i think i had six inches of uh uh, snow on the boat and there was a it was lake otter right by springfield illinois oh yeah. yeah and there's a like a bait shop slash deli slash I don't know what else, yeah. right across the street. So I took it over there real quick because the, the pier's right there mm-hmm. just to weigh it. They weighed it out at like 8.2 pounds, and I'm like, 
I don't know what I should do with this. I don't really bass fish anymore, but it's a gorgeous fish. And, oh, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I mounted the that one. But as far as, like, muskies go, it's, you know, there's a difference between the bass, like smallies and largemouth, they breed in Illinois here. Oh, yeah. Muskies don't. Muskies can't. And tigers are hybrids, so they yeah, can't anyway. Yeah, they can't, yes. So just explain that uh, for people who don't know. Uh, tiger muskie is like a uh, like a mule. He's like a, the when they take a donkey and a horse and they breed it together, they get a mule, mm-hmm. and that's a, an animal that is just sterile. It doesn't, it, it's yeah, asec- it, doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't even go through the motions of spawning. It, yes, where uh, but a, a straight muskie, like a you know regular just muskie, not a not a hybrid. It actually goes through the process of the breeding, but nothing survives. And though. nothing, yeah. Because right. they don't have post-parental care where the bass sit on the beds and stuff. Yep, so. yep. So but let's back up a little bit. Your, when did you, like, fishing? How did it come about? Who who got you hooked on it? You know. I used to go uh, up to Wisconsin. Uh, my aunt and uncle. Where at? Had a, up by uh, Manaqua. Manaqua, yeah, up, me too. yep, yep. yep. They had a place up there, and we'd take vacations, family vacations sure, up there. Sure. And uh, Grandpa would go up there. We'd, we'd get what, out on the boat with Grandpa. And, oh, man. So, I mean, the, I on I the big re- chain there, so like the Lake Manaqua, Coagasaga, and uh, Tomahawk are all like I, in the... I believe it was Tomahawk. Tomahawk. I okay. believe it was Tomahawk. Okay. Right in right in the heart of Manaqua is that uh, um, Bosaki's, uh, mm-hmm. it's like a big bar and everything it, else. Yes, yep, yep, yep. yes. So we were we always stayed on Coagasaga or whatever it is straight across from that bar, like there's the another lake that's like west. It's connected to all of them, mm-hmm. but uh, in some like old white cabins, just nothing fancy. You yeah, know I mean? but yeah. my entire Geigner family. I mean, we had family trips where we rented out like six cabins, and the whole family was up there. Oh, nice, stuff. nice. And then my grandparents retired on the Chippewa Flowage, so out by Hayward, oh, uh, okay. Wisconsin. So I used to spend summers there. And I'll it, tell you what, I did not care that I was the entire summer, like being 15 years old and being on a lake up there. Oh, yeah. Friends would be like, yeah. dude, you're missing the whole yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. You're <laughs> no, missing. no, you're, yeah, you're, right. you're the one missing out. <laughs> right. So, okay, so, yeah, you used to take some trips up there. Was that the only fishing you used to do then, just up to the Monaco area? Uh, just... Just small stuff around around neighborhoods and and that uh, we used to go out to Hickory Creek by the house in yeah. uh, in Good Frankfurt there. Hickory and, Creek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, we still uh, we still take trips there. Uh, right. We'll go out to New Lenox and sure, sure. and do a little fishing out there. I Pilcher Park, all some, that. There's yeah. some great smallmouth. Yep. I mean, oh, some great smallmouth fishing out there. You would be surprised at the size of this. Well, not you, but I mean, you it, know, people would be surprised as the size of the smallies that are in a foot and a half of water. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I used to, do, uh, used to wade Rock Creek over here, so I would oh. uh, put yep. in right, or would step in right by uh, right by the Kankakee River and then walk up the creek for a couple miles. It, Terrific smallies, um, you know, a lot of like uh, bluegill, warmouth, and then uh, rock bass, real nice yeah, rock yeah. bass too. Yes, yeah, that's so, Hickory Creek. They got some, I've got gotten some nice rock bass out, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, creek yeah. there, man. It, it's fun. I gotta find a, you know, I don't think it's legal, but I gotta find a, uh, uh, you know, some sort of way I can get some rock bass because I the, the lake I live on, I guess it used to have rock bass. We're so close to Kankakee, people would fish, bring them back, and bring and, yeah, right, put them yeah. in there. But uh, 
like rock bass are they're an aggressive little they fish, are so fun they, to catch. oh yeah I mean, they're they're feisty what's your what, what would you what would you say your favorite species is what's what's the best one to fish for my food? favorite species would absolutely be smallmouth mm. i uh i fished i fished around illinois i i fished the flw division a lot i fished that and like the bass nation stuff but uh I would I fish the Illini division for a couple of years. No, what, no, what is that? What are you talking about? Uh, Illini, they fish uh, just around Illinois. They'll fish like Wren Lake, Lake Shelbyville, yeah, okay. Golconda, and the sure, Ohio, sure, Ohio sure. River. Um, and then I just wanted something different, so I went and fished the Great Lakes division, which is up in Wisconsin. You fish lacrosse, Wisconsin, a few times right. a year. And uh, now the Great Lakes, do you fish like? Mich- Lake Michigan? <laughs> no, they call it the Great Lakes Division, just but you, you, th- yes, okay. right. yes, you, you just don't fish on the Great Lakes. <laughs> no, because I mean, some of the uh, fishing stuff that's the Lake Michigan in the last like twenty years has changed immensely. These... They used to perch fish up there real. Heavy, oh yeah, yeah. And the perch fish bite, I guess, has turned down where the smallmouth has turned way up. Smallmouth, smallmouth, even downtown. You get around the around the river, around Navy Pier and all that, and right. around the different uh, marinas, and the, the smallmouth fishing is incredible right. and they, on they, Lake Michigan. They say that's attributed to the zebra mussel yes. that's now in there, yep. which if people don't know, you know, like a clam or a mussel is each one is like a little tiny filter like yep. it sucks in and then like it's, you know, it's not something that hunts it just sucks in the water and it, it eats like zooplankton and uh single-celled algae and yep. stuff like that so like the, it keeps pumping out clean water they're the zebra mussel i know are, they're supposed to be an invasive species they were in the lake here but when they put the algaecide in there and killed stuff they killed off all those copper oh, okay copper okay. base it killed them all which i wish it didn't they're a nuisance as far as like uh, they're sharp to step oh, yeah. on and stuff. <laughs> yep. But water clarity and it's, everything else, real yes, nice. Yes. Um. So yeah, Smallies is, I would say small. I used to hit LaSalle Lake, um, oh, yep. the cooling plant, and just bang Rapalas off the rocks. And I mean, there were times where I I, I like Smallies because pound for pound the fight. The fight is unbelievable. If you Un- had if you had a two pound smallie and a two pound largemouth, there's no contest. No, no. It's almost like you know, look at this largemouth and go, "Are you so lazy for?" It? Like, yep. It's it's almost like double. You you catch a two t- two pound smallmouth and it's like catching a four pound largemouth. It, it is. The fight is just it's, right, right, right. It's a rush. I'm waiting <laughs> to run into the guy who tells me that that's not true because I mean, it, I almost feel like uh, the the smallies are angry. Like, like when they, like when you, and it's like you, it's like you wound up a toy and that thing just, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, they're, they're tough, tough fish and super aggressive. I had, um, I get the fish here from the half from a hatchery and I had three smallmouth in there. Two of them were probably like six to eight inches and one was only like four inches and the eight inch one. He had, he was in there for three weeks. We had he had to leave because it was he was killing the muskies, taking like, off, <laughs> trying to take fins off and stuff like that. He was just insane. I would put uh, twenty like big like there's a couple roaches up in the corner there. Mm-hmm. I'd put twenty fish like that size, like a three inch for people who are listening to the podcast can't see. It's like a three inch silver fish, soft finned, in there and. He would, the, the biggest one would try and eat like 15 of them. And try, yes. He'd have like yeah. two hanging out of his mouth trying to get another one. It, it was insane. They're so aggressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't even believe it. And and that's like, we would catch some, uh, we'd catch some smallmouth up 
up around uh, La Crosse and that on the river. Mm -hmm. But I wanted a challenge, so I went and fished the Michigan Division last year. I started last year. Okay. And that, you you fish Lake St. Clair up by Detroit. Um, I've been dying to get to Lake Sinclair, not for smallies, but, well, I think I would do some smallies, but musky fishing. The musky fishing up there. In fact, a a guy that I know in practice for the... the FLW tour last year caught, I couldn't tell you the size of it. I've got the picture on my phone somewhere. Mm. Just a giant muskie on a drop shot yeah, on, right, on right, six-pound right. test line. Sure, sure, a, sure. It, he could barely hold the thing up. It was uh, it was quite incredible. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, but I went up there to because that's what I want to target. I want to target smallmouth. Mm. Like you said, the fight on them, there's nothing like it. Well, the it. fight on them and like, I mean, I would go to Lake, Lake LaSalle and once I had it dialed in, like I was just hitting all of the riprap, whatever was wind blowing, I was hitting that. And I would catch 13, 16 smallies in an afternoon up there and wonderful, you know, some of them were, you know, one pounder, you know, yeah, or under, yeah. but every, you know, get, you get every once in a while, you get a, a three, three and a half. Yeah. I never saw yep. too much any any too much bigger than that in Illinois. Uh, Fish Canada and caught some like footballs where they were it's, like five six pounds. Uh, yep, yep, crazy. And that's a uh, um, we were Lindy rigging for those. So, oh, like, okay, know, okay. Sinker and yeah, yep. Uh, but uh, the, the the way that they're I've had it where a smallie T-boned the Rapala, so it's like a four or five inch little black and white Rapala and banging off the rocks. Mm-hmm. He T-bones it. And another smallmouth thinks he's trying to get away from him with it. He's chasing the fish that I'm reeling in with my with the lure oh, yeah. in his mouth. Yes. Trying to get it from him. I'm like, I'm gonna get a double yeah. because <laughs> Right. So I mean so crazy aggressive. So that's you know, and if you're fishing, you know, that's the opposite. These guys here, these these tiger muskies, mu- tiger muskies a little more than regular muskies, they're the fight is is fierce and it's it's angry and everything else, but aggressive wise, it, you have it, to be a super finesse guy to sometimes pull it off. Uh, yes, probably caught forty percent of the fish that I caught in a figure eight right at the boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not intelligent at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm right there, but. You know, they're not like uh, bite everything. Where smallies, boy, if you even it, land that thing right by them, just a reflex. You, they oh, yeah, it. you get close. Yes. Right, right. And like you said, you, you get one hooked, and there's five behind them ready to go after that bait. If he loses that bait, they're they're right, there. Right. It's it's not uncommon on a, on a crankbait or something up there to catch to catch a double right, on, right. A, on a crank because there are so many... Uh, uh, my buddy David with uh, Duo Realis, he had a video that he put out uh, a couple months ago. Uh, they were spy baiting with a uh, little Realis. It's a little double-bladed, um, uh, like a stick bait. Okay, sure. And it's just small, super finesse. And he caught he caught one smallie on it, and they got it on video when they're they're letting it sit right outside the boat and, and swim around, he yeah. had about twelve other smallmouth around him just waiting from the drop to trying to get the bait out of his mouth, right, basically. Right, right. They're they're that aggressive. Right. And right. Yeah, right. That's, so I mean wonderful. And at largemouth there are aggressive and largemouth are you know, like uh, um, evolution-wise, they've evolved to eat bluegills. The yes. size of their mouth is to it, yep. suck down a whole big bluegill. Uh-huh. So if you have a lake that is loaded with bluegills, you actually need largemouth in there because other things don't want them. Those muskies, like they, you know, 
they get to be 50 inches long as long as there's enough, uh, you know, feed forage in the yes. lake. But they would rather eat carp, bullheads, uh, anything that's like those roaches that are soft mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They they're they, they kind of they're a little finicky with stuff where largemouths you know they they they'll help control that it, oh yes population. yes and if people don't understand that's what a um, like a spinner bait so like that you know the 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 skirt on the bottom the arm with the blades on top mm-hmm. that's supposed to replicate and I didn't know this for the longest time that's a bluegill. Yes. Because it's that shape. The it, shiny blade on top is the sun reflecting off the top off of the, the fish. Yes, yes. And I was like, because I mean, I remember, the, you know, I mean, I guess I've known it for a while, but I remember being a kid and looking at that bait and thinking, what the hell yeah, is what, this? What, what do they, <laughs> they find enticing about this? <laughs> right, right, exactly. But um, there's a lot of, you know, really good opportunities in Illinois as far as the bass fisherman goes. There's tons of lakes that. Oh, have, yes. Yeah, the, there's tons of lakes that get bass in them, but not as many that have. The smallmouth are a little more fragile, too, as far as clean water. Uh, right, right. Stuff like that. You can't yes. just have a retention pond, usually get small. No, no. You, like you said, there's been a couple uh, couple strip pits like out in Morris that mm-hmm. I've fished that, uh, that have some smallmouth in them. Right. And, and they're usually. Places will stock them with like uh, rainbow trout and, yeah, and right, everything for right. them to for them to eat. But yeah, the regular ponds you're really not going to find many many smallmouth around. No, right. So it has to be some spring fed. Or yes, some sort of flowage. Uh, I'm not sure what the. I know Illinois enacted. Uh, like I think it's June fifth or fifteenth or something now. Like you're not supposed to fit to, to fish for smallies until a certain time of the year now. Yeah, because of the I, the breeding thing or something like that. There's spawning time. There's spawning, yes, right. yes, and that's and that's usually like up in uh, up in Michigan. They like our tournaments for the Michigan division don't start till the middle of June, right? Just to allow them to spawn, sure. and and grow the population. Wisconsin does the same with the muskies. They're not oh, okay, to fish for okay. To opening day, the, yep. sort of thing. Where I don't know if there's for largemouth is there an opening day for those or you just fish for them whenever you no, want? no we basically you just fish them for whenever you yeah, want they're, yeah they're so yeah. abundant they're, I mean, yes the lake yes. i'm on right here like you can go off my the brand new di- uh, uh deck that we just built and there's four or five like decent ones there was one a pair that were there yesterday i want to say the male looked like he was about 14 15 inches long and the female looked like she was over 20 inches oh long. wow big wow. Yeah. yeah and th- th- she's back every uh Every spring has a big, huge brood of, I mean, there's over a thousand little tiny uh-huh. bass, you know. So, like, they're prolific uh, everywhere because they, they're, you know, dirty green fish. But uh, <laughs> So, if you, for me, like, um, my story with, with the muskies is I bass fished forever. You know, we I fished for whatever I could. And my growing up, my, my dad fished, my grandfather fished. Mm-hmm. But neither of them were very good at it, and I'm not, you know, trying to insult them in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. But they just weren't. They uh-huh. they were the guys that were like, well, that looks good over there. Let's try over there, sort of thing. And then they just went over there and did whatever. And then they they bought a lot of lures that, you know, I would never throw today. Yeah, at what yeah. they bought. <laughs> but um, and then you know they would fish with you know live bait and stuff, which for me. That's taboo. I don't uh, yes. touch that. Yes. Um, and the reason that is is because it, it's a sport where I'm trying to trick 
that animal into biting something. If I just took a cheeseburger, yeah. put it on the counter for you, and said, oh, hey, Rob, have a bite, <laughs> yeah. and there were hooks in it, you'd be pissed off. Uh, oh, That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> but if I put a plastic one there and I made the plastic one look so yeah. good that you bit into <laughs> it, I'd get a good giggle out of yeah. it. Uh, so, uh, but I you know, took it upon myself to do some reading on some of the subjects. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe... Because I don't think I ever read like a field and stream, and that'd be the that'd be the magazine that was out when my dad was a kid, uh, yeah. Sort of thing. Yep. But like uh, in fishermen and, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they have tactical stuff in there as far as like things you're going to do to catch fish. Oh yeah, yeah. And then some of it's trial and error and stuff, and then technology's come along so incredible now too. I mean, it, like you've got. Underwater imaging. Oh, it, yeah, it's like watching them on a TV now. Yep. They yep. they got yep. like that. I forgot who has it. The the panoptics. It's like you said. It it's like having right. an underwater camera. You can actually see the fish right. swimming around on your on your electronics. For ice fishing, my boys have a straight up camera. That they yes, down there. you drop. Yep. 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 I mean, it's neat to look around and everything else. Uh, so you know that stuff that obviously the guys way back when didn't have anything like that, but. I was always super serious about my fishing, like, and I was, like, it's, I don't want it ever to come off, like, snobby or shitty, but, like, there's guys who fish, and then there's guys that I consider fishermen. So, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, if there's a guy that fishes, like, I don't want to, I'm not going to sit down and pick his brain, because he's just, you know, it's all about his spot or, like, something like that. Like, you know, and then the other thing, like, with a fisherman, a fisherman for me is a guy who finds a way. So, like, you know, fish yeah. eat every day. You just need to know how to work a different system. You know what I mean? Go yeah. troll. Do whatever you got to do to figure this out. But yeah, and, and how to adapt to them and, and what they want that, that day. That like day. you said, it changes right. daily, Water hourly. color, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, like, you know, educate me as far as bass goes. So, uh, you know, like muskies and northern pike. Northern Pike is like the uh, um, sort of a mentally challenged cousin of a muskie. And a Northern Pike, the reason I say that is just because that they are a far more aggressive fish. Yes. But the muskie Northern thing is backwards from the smally largemouth thing. So uh, Northern is a a great fight. It's a 36-inch fish. You know, it's a Mm -hmm. nice size fish. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely going to challenge you, and you better be on your game to, to get them. They got really... If you look at a northern or a muskie's tooth in a, under a microscope from above, it's shaped like a diamond and it's serrated down the sides. Yes. So monofilament line, if it just hits his teeth, it's it, gone like butter. It I've it. lost. I've yes, I've lost right. many many spinner baits and crankbaits yeah. to right. some to, 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 to northern <laughs> muskie. Yes. So, you know, northern are fun, but they're not quite as challenging. But if you had a 15 pound northern pike and a 15 pound muskie it would be no Com- contest completely right that muskie is different and that the different thing about a muskie and the northern and the smallie and the largemouth largemouth get bigger than smallmouth do yes muskies get bigger than northern than the northern do. yeah so like yeah. we've had uh you know 46 inch muskies on that it is a Chinese fire drill. It's insane <laughs> what's happening right here. I've had a fish roll up like 30 yards of line oh, mm. on his body doing the wash machine thing yep. right next to the yep. boat. I mean, just ludicrous. But so, I mean, so like, you know, I know what to do. If I if I hit a lake up in uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Canada, 
and the water is that tea colored, like a stained water. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking for a certain color bait and a certain action that I'm looking for. I'm looking for something a little more obnoxious yeah, yeah. so that I can get through that stain. If I got something that's a gin bottle, then I'm looking for something more realistic and yeah, more, more finesse. Natural, yes, more natural looking. So and- bass-wise, what... It- it's basically the same. Yeah, okay. I mean you're you're basically using just smaller baits, but okay. but yeah, clearer water. You're gonna use a more a more natural pattern to it, a uh, little bit like you said, a little more finessey style bait, and uh, you get into that that dirty water, and yeah, you're going with like the shark. Fishing's easier and, in dirty water because they can't it, quite see as well yes, either. Yes, so and they, that's and when you do that, you're you're putting in the bright colors and you're and you're grabbing baits with rattles like. Yeah. Obnoxious, clear water you get the you get right. the non-rattling the silent ones because you don't want them to see it coming right you want to surprise them so they react to it sure, but sure. yeah dirty water you're trying to attract them any way you can so with with the rattles with the bright colors right and and you want them to hear it coming so when it gets by them they can now i would say it. and you tell me what you think of like bass wise the biggest advantage or the easiest fishing you'll ever do is the is is directly collated to the amount of fishing pressure on that lake. If you yeah. can find a lake that's a private pond that no one's ever there, mm-hmm. oh, it's gangbusters. Oh, it's yes. It's just so easy. Yeah, yes. You you get them where, where right. they haven't seen right. a lot of lures, haven't seen anything different. Yep. They're used to just their regular bluegill meal that they're that they're going to have. Yep. And when they see something different, it, uh, yeah, right, yeah right. you're, you're, you're kind of making them angry. And yeah. here they, yeah, and right. look out, here they come. Yeah, and then the other thing is, is that, you know, as a fisherman, you've got a certain responsibility, you know, when you're out there. I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing that your bass wise, you're catching release. Yes, yes. Which is great. And like I said, bass breed. So like, mm-hmm. if you if you accidentally gill hooked or something with a, with a bass, which largemouth, you know, you're generally always getting them in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're. they're I want to say that I heard. That a bass, even with like a, a wacky worm or something like that, they're always taking it in and trying to like roll it into a ball before they send it down or something. Yeah, when when they're going, they're not actually biting. They're they're flaring their gills to get that water flushed through there, and it's just sucking it into their mouth. And right. that's when they chomp down on it. That's what they're trying to do. They're right. trying to right. they're trying to roll it, get it get it yeah, disoriented right. and then so they can. So you're usually not like I mean, if you're if you're the guy out there, you know, trying to drown a minnow. And or a minnow or a, a worm, and the bluegill gets it. That thing's a lot of time for little kids. It's down his throat, and then you know, yeah, you're killing him. Yep. And I mean, you know, you, people feel bad about that, which you should have a little twinge anytime you kill anything because you just it, right took right. a life. But um, you know, bass and bluegills they're going to reproduce. The, the, the mortality absolutely. rate is yes. You know, there's a yes. ton of fish. Where muskies, every single muskie in Illinois is a stocked fish there's mm-hmm. not there's nowhere in illinois where those things breed yeah so that's why like naturally well i shouldn't say that that the, the that's slightly incorrect any lake in illinois they're they're a stocked fish the kankakee river i believe has a population of muskies that got in there accidentally and because it's a they river made their way. yeah gotcha that, then they then they can spawn um i know the green river down in kentucky has Somehow, accidentally, like they got stocked in there or something on, on you know, on an accident. Uh-huh. And because it's a river, they can spawn. Because so a bass, um, just trying to. Because I mean, I know you know, but explaining it to other people, in the spring, 
you can go fish the beds, right? You can oh, find yeah. a, yes. a spot you where... Oh, yes, sight fish for right, them, yes. Right. So you'll yes. see, like, you know, two feet of water. That, that bass will be sitting on the bed, and you'll throw something over there obnoxious. And what it really wants to do, usually, when she's right in the middle of the spawn, they want to just pick it up and almost drop and it somewhere sure, Yeah, they're trying to Not shoot it away. Just, right, right, right. But when yep. they pick it up and it's got a hook in it, then you set the and hook and yes. it's caught. Yeah. <laughs> Where, um, so that fish, when it spawns, the male and the female come up, they do their little dance, she lays the eggs, he fertilizes the eggs right there, and then, I don't know if they take turns, but I know that at least the female stays on the nest fanning it and everything else. She does, and then usually after the spawn, the uh, the females, that it tires them out. Yeah. They get tired out. So what, what they'll do is the females will back out into a little bit deeper water. The males will come up and guard the nest. Okay. okay. And then... Uh, the females will start feeding, yeah, getting ready for the summer, summer coming up, sure. so they can go deep and yeah, and right. basically kind of like hibernate right. over the summer, uh, get down into that cooler water. Yeah, what do they call it? Estivate or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. Get get cooler because yeah, it's too yep. hot. But uh, so yeah, so they have what's called post parental care, where that the two animals take care of the nest. And the, yes, muskies they go through the exact same ritual. They do the dance. They the female drops the eggs, the male fertilizes them, but then both of them just leave. Just <laughs> yeah, they just back out to eat and do whatever they do. And in Illinois, we have silty water every single, I mean, it almost seems crazy when you got a 30-pound muskie that probably lays 30,000 eggs and not one single egg makes it. Yeah. Not one. Yep. People don't believe that sometimes, but I'm like, listen, it takes a certain amount, period of time for those eggs to gestate and it's way past, like within 24 hours they're all dead yeah so yeah. they need oxygen which they absorb on the membrane outside of the egg mm-hmm. and when they can't it's over so there are lakes um lake kincaid in the 60s and 70s was stocked with northern pike so like loaded with yeah. northern pike and northern pike are pro- prolific breeders up in sandy you know flowages up yeah. in wisconsin yep. minnesota yep. you can go up there sometimes and catch you know a couple dozen of them no problem but down here, they do their thing, and then they go back out just like a muskie does. And after they stop stocking them, they were gone. And it, yes. Yep, just finished. They disappear, They're yeah. Just gone. Yep. So now there's muskies in, in Lake Kincaid. Um, and, I mean, I'm such a muskie fanatic that that's my daughter's middle name is Kincaid after that lake down there. Nice. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, <laughs> you know, I got, my, I got a 49-inch fish out of that lake. And uh, it is one of the... It's one of the prettiest lakes in Illinois. I mean, you know, I thought Kincaid was a nice middle name for a girl anyway. So, there you, know, you go. Yep. We, that's what we did. It has <laughs> a meaning to it. But uh, so, you know, as fishermen, we need to be real careful about what you do to the fish. Um, I would say a, a big no-no as far as muskies go is people drop them on the bottom of the boat. And yes. This is a fish that is like neutrally buoyant living in water all the time it doesn't really touch much of anything and now you're wiping off the slime coat on it you're destroying the lens on his eye Mm -hmm. and everything else Mm -hmm. and something you know that that stuff will regenerate and and be all right but for a week or two he's blind on one side yeah you know what i mean so like people got to be more careful with what they do because if you're if you're going to your lake that you normally fish or your pond that you normally fish and you're not getting bites it's on the people that are there. Because if yeah. there were no people there for three years, it'd be insane it, uh, mm-hmm, fishery. Mm-hmm. Event. Yeah, fish management is is definitely key. Yeah, key. Sure, I mean, sure. there there's ways you, you can overfish a lake, 
or and there's actually ways you can underfish a lake right. if it, you get too much of a population of bass i mean you're the bass are are reproducing and reproducing if you get too big of a population it can if you're looking for the larger bass yeah right you're you're better off harvesting some right some of them smaller ones to let to let them actually get bigger right. so there's more right. there's more for them to eat to, right there's uh, too many bass there's too much competition for forage yep and then they're stunted they, yeah, they yes. don't grow yes and that's a that's a one of the uh that's one of the old aquarium myths like like those muskies that are in that tank right there they get fed a pretty good diet of minnows that that come into into the tank mm-hmm. it's a 340 gallon tank and for a fish that's their size it's not huge People think that because of the enclosure that they're in, like that's the size that they're going to get. That's not true. It's the amount of forage that yes. they can obtain. Yes. So if I constantly, every day, fed those muskies three big roaches, three big roaches, they would just keep growing. It, uh-huh. I'd have a the Bass Pro <laughs> yeah. up in uh, like Gurney or something. Like they've got a forty-four inch muskie mm-hmm. in the tank there, mm-hmm. and it's because they're, it's eating carp and drums and, and, it, and yes. stuff like that. So yes. Right. It, yeah, it's getting fed what it what it needs right. to uh, to make so to get lake, that size. A lake needs overall it needs forage. It needs as much yeah. forage as possible. Yep. So you know, largemouth bass are easy because they'll eat a, a bluegill. Smallies, you know, they're more designed for like crayfish C- yep. and uh, crayfish. The gobies that are right. that are in the waters right. now and oh yeah. Now explain yeah. what's it what the gobies? What's what's that? The gobies. Uh, it's a little it's a little bottom feeder they came over on I think they came over from Japan uh, on cargo ships and yeah. and it's they're eating the they're down there now eating the plankton and getting it's uh, it trying to think how uh, how to explain it it's just like like this little ball head fish it's a it's got a large head yeah, a little right, right, slim yeah. body i think they i got go them for the tanks i've seen a bunch oh, of you, okay yeah, yeah yeah but i know what they are i just want to you know put it, it out there for other people so they understand that yeah they're happens. they're bottom feeders and it's a it's a new forage for the uh for the fish right. for the smallmouth and especially like when we go to st Clair, that's kind of what you're trying to mimic yeah, like gobies. is the gobies yeah yeah. Right, right. yeah yeah it's like a little fish that looks like he's almost like skipping on the bottom and yes. stuff like that all the yes. time uh they, I think they've got uh, um, saltwater ones too for for saltwater tanks, gobies. But uh, oh, okay. But um, so okay, so then that that's the other thing. Like you know, it's guys that are fishermen. They tend to have like uh, you know that's part of the reason for the podcast is I'm always amazed by the intelligence of somebody when they're really interested in something. You uh-huh. get a guy who didn't get really great grades or anything like that, but if he's super <laughs> interested in something, he's going to be really smart on that topic. Uh, right, right. And, I mean, yes. you know, <laughs> I, I don't have a fishery biology degree. I don't know if you do. Uh, nope. But paying attention to all that stuff, you start to learn all these things about the biology, what's going on there. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you find a, a body of water and, you know, the lake here, um, somebody put a herbicide in there and it wiped out – all the crayfish. It was a copper-based herbicide, so it killed all the crustaceans uh, right yeah. away. Killed all the snails. Killed. Uh, um, I don't know if it. Like we've got a couple of like a mayfly hatch and stuff like here. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like you know, people get upset about bugs. But if you're a fisherman, <laughs> I'm excited about that's, that. Yes, because that's, that's a, fun a time forage right there. base <laughs> yeah. for yep. the fish. So um, you know, and then understanding how. For me, understanding how things breed is another one. So like. I could I can look at a map uh, like a topographical map of a lake 
and be on the lake for a day, and I can tell you what should be abundant here and what wouldn't mm-hmm. be. If mm-hmm. I'm on a lake, the lake just to the north of me here is 32 acres, and they do a lot of boating there. And they have really gotten like crazy about killing the weeds in the lake, it, which is a terrible thing to it, do. It, yes. Um, Not good at all. No. It aesthetically looks good if mm-hmm. you're a guy that's you know on a jet ski. Right. But fish-wise... It's a really bad Fish, thing to that's do. That's the last thing you want right. to see. Well, yeah. you create all these other situations that are bad. So there's a balance of CO2 and oxygen in mm-hmm. the water. Mm-hmm. The more fish that are in the in the water, the more CO2 is released from the fish. So if there's an abundance of CO2, the plant life wants to come back stronger because there's so much CO2. They Dude. take in CO2 and put out oxygen. Yep, yep. So then these people up north of me here they're fighting the uh they're fighting the algae battle constantly because uh-huh. they've got fish in there and no weeds right so if right. you put an abundance of healthy uh cabbage or milfoil or mm-hmm. something like that in there mm-hmm. that produces oxygen and inhibits and algae from y- yes so yes. people don't understand that they're like oh weeds are weeds and i'm like yeah oh, yeah ah, that's weeds get them out yes exactly yep. exactly I've got a couple of questions off social media that I'm going to ask in a little oh, bit here. Okay. I don't want to forget, but I want to make sure my <laughs> phone is silenced also. Uh, um, but so, like, there's a there, like if you're going to be a successful fisherman, there's a certain like besides just being aware of your surroundings. Like I said, a gin bottle versus a tea cup yeah, of yes. water, and then you know if I'm on a lake that's like a slough where it's like you know four or five feet deep and really, really gradual. I'm fishing a different way than I'm fishing something that's Mm -hmm. got, you know, strong, deep, you know, cliffs and stuff like that. Um, And then, you know, I heard that there's also a, like some of the strip mines and quarries. If I ever had, if my druthers, I had money was no object. I could buy whatever I wanted to buy. I'd buy a quarry. Fishing yes. a quarry is a good time. It's, it is fun. Yes. It right. is definitely fun. Right. Yeah, had then, some great... I heard there's a mineral in the water from, like, you know, the stone or whatever mm-hmm. like that that's supposed to help growth rate. Uh, yes. In, in the yes. Fish. I don't know what it is, but I, that's what I had heard. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what uh, right. what right. it is that uh, does it. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You get uh, you get some of them limestone quarries, and like yeah. I said, the limestone just makes the water look. It, it looks yeah. like the the Caribbean that that aqua blue right. color, and and that's a fun. So okay, so you know, let's talk about you talk about the bass fishing and stuff like that. Springtime, what uh, what's your what techniques do you do you like the best? What are you doing? Springtime, like right about now, uh, the water's a little bit cooler right now. So you 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 want something that has like if you're throwing crankbaits, I like I like throwing crankbaits, mm. uh, moving baits right now. You you want something with like a tighter wobble. Um, if you're throwing like a lipless crankbait, it gives you a really tight wobble on the bait, which uh, mimics a bait fish in the cold. They don't they're not swimming around. They're not super active, so they sure. get a get a little little tighter swim to them. Uh, so when the temperatures warm up, you're, you're getting like wider bills on them. Gives you a more side to side motion, okay. just like okay. a bait fish. But right about now, uh, which is what I've been throwing the last couple of weeks, is, I see is a couple a of the pictures. You got some nice. Uh, it, uh, the some last nice week has been yeah. uh, yes has has been great, and it's and it's spots that anybody can go fish. The, the retention ponds in neighborhoods, the the, the awesome. public access ponds, right, uh, have been the 
like there's a couple in Frankfurt. They're actually park district ponds, and the park district stocked them when they when they built the pond, and they and they maintain the pond. Yeah, right. And some of the bass, I I mean, I actually the other day I caught a, an eight pound two ounce bass, largemouth. Yeah, that's uh, a huge That she was fish. coming up to feed, getting ready to spawn, and yeah, in Illinois. It, for for a pond fish in Illinois, it's kind of yeah, kind of unheard of to yeah. get a, get an eight pound fish. Right, they right, they don't right. really like to grow in Illinois. Right. No. Uh, I mean, and, and that that's a huge fish. The I've seen some really big bass only because I'm chucking really big baits all yes. the time. So when I do see a bass, and then musky fishing, we do a lot of trolling. Okay. So yep. uh, you know, we'd be on a trolling pattern, and you know, a bass would hit something we were trolling. I was in the boat in southern Illinois. Now, southern Illinois has got a little bit bigger, uh, longer growth season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they get a little bigger fish. But the guide caught an 11-pound freaking largemouth bass. Oh, really? Yeah, on Ooh. a big, big, like 12-inch, you know, huge bait. Huh. But I was like, he, he thought he had uh, – so we're always trolling. We're always trolling through, um, like, Cisco's, you know what I mean? So, oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, all, all yep. that kind of stuff. It's like similar to that little roach that's in, in the tank there. It's just a huge – uh, they get to be sometimes 10, 11 inches long, and they're big like a whitefish. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. And if you constantly troll that stuff, muskies, are that's what they're, they're going to hunt gonna, that yep. stuff. So, <laughs> um, so, okay, so, yeah, so springtime that. For, for me, um, we used to do a trip to Canada in the spring, early spring, like uh, just coming up. It would be the last week of May, mm-hmm. but it would be a week after ice out up there. You know? Oh, yeah, So yeah. We, it was a fly-in. It was a silly trip because – there was zero fishing pressure, and he's losing his mind there. Uh, but zero fishing pressure, you could just catch like you know just tons and tons of fish. It was not a not a challenge at all. But everything that I did was slow roll. I was super slow roll. Gotcha. So I gotcha. love like yep. a like a Panther Martin's got that huge blade on it, mm-hmm. and it just you know kind of woom woom for around. Well, you could throw that thing out there and just barely crank it back, and then and, yeah. the Northerner hitting it because it's yep. slow. Yep. Because everything's cold. That, right. Uh, so I mean that that was pretty much our stuff. A um, lot of uh, I'd use a, a spinner bait, but it was like you know like a musky sized one, so it was huge mm-hmm. spinner bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be the, I always tried to use stuff for stuff like that that was uh, no trebles because okay. the trebles are such a pain in the ass yeah, to yeah. get out of the fish. <laughs> yeah. And like you know that fish got a mouthful of teeth. Uh-huh. Um, and the <laughs> teeth on a the teeth on a musky in a northern are strange. The outside teeth are like uh, like daggers. Like I said, they're like a diamond when you look at it from above, and they're they're really sharp too. They'll they'll put a pretty good cut on you. Mm-hmm. But the roof of their mouth is like Velcro. They've got like a hooked back like patch of teeth up there, and it's for if a fish gets in there, it ain't it's not out. coming out. Right. I, so I mean, you don't want to get that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not lipping those fish. No, sure. no. Right? Oh no. Right. Yeah, I, I've had my fair share of cuts uh, from from some northern up no, uh, right. up north there. Yes, yeah. grabbing them the wrong way, yeah. and uh, yeah, like you said, attempting to get that treble hook out of their mouth is is right. not fun. Right. So we always try to do single hook or, or you know the the single with the trailer on it. No, yeah, sort of thing is yep. fine too. Those are easy to get out. But uh, and then as for for bass fishing, what uh, you know as summer gets progresses here, I mean, do you do you? Do you ever refrain when they're spawning, or do you just go go after them then too? Um, if if I'm fun fishing, I I usually just leave them alone. Yeah. Like like right now, I'm going after anything. It's it's the pre spawn. They're they're coming up. They're actually feeding. 
they're they're actually gorging on on bait fish yeah. trying to get ready for the spawn right. and then during the spawn if i'm fun fish and i i usually lay off i'll i'll go after the males that are around the around the beds or the deeper fish that are still pre-spawn okay uh they don't all spawn at once so you can get them in their stages uh the ones that move up we just go out a little bit deeper and and we'll fish the ones that are waiting are starting to come up yeah and, and feeding uh unless i'm in a tournament tournament it's kind of it's kind of game on where yeah. you're you're trying to catch the the biggest fish you can find right and those are always the pre-spawn and getting trying to get them right before they spawn yeah, when they're at their biggest huge, right, yes right right yes right. it's on weight it, yep um so that now the, the for musky fishing there's musky tournaments and like I was always a guy that like you know we we would go up to Canada and there'd be sixty people at this camp at mm-hmm. North Shore Lodge, and I went there six times, six for five years, six you know six trips, and by the time I was up there like the third time, they were like, oh, Bill's the guy who's gonna musky fish the entire week. <laughs> Some guys are up there for walleyes and, uh-huh. and stuff like that, uh-huh. and you know that's all fine. For me, I, walleye is about the most boring fishing that ever was. That thing's like a stick. It's the most terrible. <laughs> they, they eat wonderfully. Like, yes. Real nice. Yes. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'll go up. I think it drives some people nuts because I'll go up. I'll spend $1,200 for an entire week in Canada. Mm-hmm. And if I boat three nice fish, it was a hugely successful week. Yes. It was a great time. Yeah, yes. Uh, and I generally, if I'm boating three fish, and that's generally where I was right around, it would be three to, I think I had one year where I boated five. Oh, nice. Um, the, the, you know, like I'm ecstatic and that's, the, you know, for me, that's the whole week. I'm fine. Like I, I'm totally good with that happening. Yep, yep. Where other people, you know, they want to catch 50 Northern and a bunch no, of walleyes right, and all right, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, but anyways, so when I went up to these trips, I'm the guy that like, you know, is, is catching muskies other people will devote like a day or two because they don't want to waste the whole trip on that mm-hmm. but then they won't they won't catch anything and then i also would do things like put you know i'll drive the boat i'll mm-hmm. be in the back of the boat driving the till drive boat mm-hmm. put the guy other guys in the front of the boat and still outfish yeah. everybody <laughs> in the boat and it because because Fishing is not. It's it, there's a certain element of luck that goes on. So there's there, you get a dumbfound luck anytime. Yes, but yes. it's a skill game. It's absolutely a skill game. I mean, we were up on a mm-hmm. lake casting. Uh, there was a we did it one time. The the when I was first getting hooked on muskies, there was a flyout from the main Eagle Lake area that we're at to this lake called Pincher Lake, and. They would fly you in there, and the only thing in the lake is muskies and perch. That's it. That's all that's in there. <laughs> so, like, we were there for an hour, and I saw 15 muskies, like, following. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just, like, super competitive and everything else. During that day, one day, I caught 12 muskies. The guide, they were all they were all probably between 26, and I think the biggest one I got was, like, 32. So mm-hmm. nothing monstrous. Um, actually, those are fish. Like if I catch a thirty-inch muskie, I I don't take a picture of it. That's yeah, that's too small. yeah. Yep. So um, I mean, sometimes I won't even won't even leave the water. I just yeah. get the bolt cutters, cut the hooks, and then it's it's mm-hmm. on its way. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing that like with muskies, I don't take the hooks out. I cut the hook, the metal of the hook, so that it just falls out of his mouth. I don't want to hurt him at Good. all. Right, right. Yep. Um, because like a forty-nine-inch muskie takes 
30 years it's, to grow up north. It's yes. a fucking old fish. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you kill it, then it takes that long to replace and that's it. it. Yep. yep. But So I'm in the boat. I catch 12 muskies. The guy who is a Canadian who lives there, who's driving the boat, he uh. got one. And my dad got none. So that was our day up there. And I mean, uh-huh. my dad was a little aggravated and stuff like that. And like uh, halfway through the day, he's like, well, you're, we were throwing. It was like, like I said, when we first started musky fishing. And this lake, boy, if I was ever on that lake again, I would completely approach it differently. <laughs> and I probably would catch 20 easy uh-huh. muskies uh-huh. on that. But we were throwing suix. So, like, I mean, we were literally throwing like the Flintstone of <laughs> – <laughs> musky baits out there and i was working a suic back and my dad's like you know i'm like trying to help him like get the there's a fin on the tail of a suic mm-hmm. that makes it dive a little bit and I'm trying to get it like the same action as what i had going on I'm trying to explain to him what i'm doing finally i was just like here took my bait off gave it to him took his bait and then i caught the, the last three fish on the, the other you know the one he was throwing all day it it's really what you're doing and it's a certain amount for musky fishing. It's a, it's a mental focus game because if you're musky fishing, chances are you're going to come in contact once or twice today with a fish. Mm-hmm. If you're not totally on your game at that moment, it's over. Uh, yes, your yes. day's over too. Uh huh. Where uh-huh. you know smallies and bass, you, you'll definitely get more strikes and stuff like that. You do miss some fish, right. yes, but not as much. Um, so, but that—that's my like my separation between the guys who are fishermen and then the guys who aren't. If you're a fisherman and you go somewhere with thirty people, you yeah. mostly should outfish all those uh, yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like you know, like I'd be successful with that stuff. And the reason I don't tell people to musky fish, I love it. It is. I mean, I have the tank because I miss them terribly. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, it's my nursery. So, like, I get them. They're, like, nine inches long, and they're, like, two pencils thick. They're tiny. <laughs> I grow them to be a little bit bigger than this, and then I throw them in the lake because but, then they can survive the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. But uh, so, you know, like, it really is, makes me happy. I love those fish. But it ruined my life on <laughs> bass fishing. It really did. It totally destroyed <laughs> my life on bass fishing. I had... Like, used to go to Lake LaSalle, I'd catch a dozen nice smallies, have a wonderful day, sunburn the shit out of my face. <laughs> Just, I mean, it was a terrific time. And I went, uh, when I was general contracting full-time, I probably only had maybe five or six days, six windows where I could get out mm-hmm. and, and, and musky fish. And I went out three times, 10 hours each time, beating the shit out of yep. water. I didn't see a musky. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, my, my whole summer's about over with, yeah, with yeah. fishing. <laughs> I'm so pissed off that I can't believe I hate muskies. I can't stand them. They totally suck. <laughs> so I put all the smallie gear in the boat, and I'm like, I'm going out for smallies. I'm going to go to the <laughs> cell. I'm catching some fish. I'm going to catch some fish. Right? I'm going to get stinky freaking hands yeah. from catching fish. And I jumped in the uh, truck at uh, 4.30 in the morning to get to the cell. I got to the end of the driveway, and I was like, all right. Today could be the day. So I had to pull back up there, take the smallmouth gear and put the musky gear back in there. I did get a 42-inch fish that day, but that's how addictive oh. that stupid fish is. So like, I don't advise it to anybody. But but anyways, I want to you know, talk more about, about bass fishing. I get, I get on fishing and it goes it, oh, right to muskies. Oh, I, I hear you. I uh, hear you there. So, okay, so what are you, uh, boat-wise, what are you, what are you doing for that? 
Boat wise, I actually don't. I don't have a boat. I Ooh. fish as a co angler, mm. and uh, which, which what you'll do is like when I we go tournament fishing, uh, we'll have a, a tournament meeting the night before the tournament. Yeah, and that's they'll pair you with with a boater. Uh, you fish out of the back of their boat. Really, it does make it a little tougher. I mean, they get they first get shot. first dibs on yeah. the yeah. first dibs on any like any said, water and everything. It's yes, and it and it's happened. I mean, I've had days where I've been on a boat and the boater has caught 10, 15 fish, and I don't get a bite. But then there's been days like last year up on uh, on Saint Clair, we pull up to a spot and it's just that you said it's specific. It's it's the difference in the bait that you're throwing. Yeah. That I had every other cast, I would catch a smallmouth on top water. The guy in the front of the boat started throwing top water, not getting bites. It's just that certain style That's of bait, it. what sure. they want that day right. during those conditions. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I I had my five fish limit in in about a half hour, and then was able to work up from there. Right. So when you do that, do you are you a team together or you're separate? No, we're separate. Uh, Boaters fish against all the other boaters, and then the co-anglers fish against uh, all the other co-anglers in the really? tournament. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. so it's two different divisions at this. Uh, pretty much. Pretty oh, much. Wow, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's I've, almost like two different tournaments going on at right. the same time. Okay. Yeah. I had my first boat when I was Jason Zednick's uh, like neighbor got divorced or something, and she got the boat in the like the, the <laughs> divorce, and you know she. I think I was. 17 or 18 years old and she's like you know you want to buy this boat and i'm like really <laughs> and she sold me for like sure. 200 dollars or something oh, like that like some, she goes i got the i got the boat in the divorce and i'm telling them i'm sold it's for 200 dollars, and it's yours it was no great shakes but it was a i bought a boat a trailer and a 33 and a half or 33 and a, yeah, i think 33 and a half horsepower evan rude motor mm-hmm. it was old as the hills but it worked. It's a, I mean, yeah, it worked. It's a boat. Yeah. I, I took the boat and I put marine plywood in it, put the seats in it mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And I mean, I used it for, I used it till I blew the bearings out on it like one time on a trip, <laughs> but uh, I used it for years. So, I mean, I was, I was always a guy with a boat. I mean, I bought a trolling motor, put it on there and all that other stuff. Um, so now tournament wise, how is that like, so the tournaments that you've done, I've seen local tournaments at LaSalle and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they put a flyer out and you, know, you come back that weekend and then they, they have a tournament on yes when you're a co-fisher how how does that like is there money is it a oh yeah yeah absolutely uh last year like I said last year I started fishing the Michigan BFLs uh that's uh, the like the starter program in the FLW and then you can move up to the Costa series which is kind of like their their semi-pro division of the FLW. Uh, more money, more entry fees. Uh, they do the, a little like, more traveling. Like how, what, what's uh, the entry fee first? Now, like an entry fee for uh, BFL is, I believe it went up this year to like 150 bucks oh, for a co-angler. Wow. Right. Uh, but you get the chance. I mean, you can win. You, you win the tournament. You can win five grand. And, yeah, sure, and, sure, sure. And that... You get up into the Costa series, and there's three of those tournaments a year, and you you can fish. If you finish in the top 50, you can make the the championship, the Costa championship. Uh, but each tournament, as a co angler, you pay 650 bucks to get in the tournament. 
Yeah. And you have a chance at winning a, a $30,000 Ranger oh, boat. Jeez, wow. If you win. And then it goes goes down from there. I think second place is like 10,000 something like that. So sure, sure. there's there's money to money to be made. Now when you do that like do you, so you never you never go Cause I, yeah, I, I mean that 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 system. I didn't even know that existed. Uh, I didn't. I mean, it really didn't. So when you do that, though, you, you you never go with someone you know, or do you? Um, I've had it to where, like, I I link up with a, a couple a buddy of mine that yeah. actually lives in Nebraska. He fishes the Costa series with me. We travel around. Uh, you you end up linking with somebody. And that's just guarantee you that you're fishing the tournament. And then you, you have no idea who you're fishing with until the, the tournament meeting. Wow. And, uh, like last year at, at the Costas, uh, I've, act, I've been lucky. I've gotten paired with some, some great, great fishermen. Okay. Uh, we, we went and fished the Costa down at. So this uh, buddy of yours, though, he's a co-fisher too, then, right? Uh, he, when you link with somebody, you're actually linking with a boater. No, so no, no but like the buddy from. Oh, Nebraska. my my travel. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a co-angler too. Okay, yep. okay, okay, okay. Yep. So we travel around together. Last year, he he actually just sold his boat. Last year, he fished as a as a a boater. As a boater. Okay. Yep. And then uh, just sold his boat, waiting on his new one. So he decided to go out and uh, yeah. fish as a co-angler. Oh yeah, no. And I just to, just to get out. Yeah. I think I probably would have tried that myself at, at certain times. Um, I was always, you know, I, like I said, I was always the guy with the boat, like from one boat to the next boat. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. I, we did our fair share of shore fishing as kids and yeah, all the yeah, other stuff yeah. too. The retention ponds, you obviously don't need anything. Uh, no, no. <laughs> you know, we used to go. Uh, Frankfurt Square had some really good little retention ponds to go into, and surprised to catch like me and Danny Shanahan went into one in a canoe. It was funny. We we turned the thing over <laughs> and everything else, and. Uh, uh, we turned it over. I think it was cold out or something like that. But when we turned it over, I was like, the hell with this. I'm swimming to the shore. Yeah. Dan's like, get back here and start getting this gear. We had all our rods. Everything. We, the whole thing was in the lake. But uh, one of the times, I don't think it was that time, another time that we were out there in the canoe, we caught like 140 crappies like, oh, you know, wow. in an afternoon. It was wow. a really good time for a retention pond. It's like a right. yeah. four or five-acre yeah. little pond where mm-hmm. we caught 140 crappies. Uh, and, I mean, you know, we – we cleaned them and ate some of them. We probably we probably kept a dozen or so y- out yep, of there, and, yep. and, and we, we you know had a fish fry. But and, then, and like I said, it's a retention pond. I wouldn't advise someone to eat out of there on the weekly. But uh, no, no, especially once in a while. Yeah, especially you get some of these these newer ones. There's there's a lot of people that are fertilizing their lawns, and that's and all true. the rain runoff is going right in, yep. and that's where they start getting into some problems with the weeds. I mean. Yep. You're using the fertilizer to grow your grow right. your grass, but right. yeah, it gets in the water right. and it those weeds are yep. are taking over sure. quite a bit. So they get some some uh, gra- now, weed management ponds, in there. You see, so like there's guys like you and like guys that, that are out there like me where we're fishing for sport. You know, what I mean, we're, yep. we're throwing yep. baits and stuff. But people will maybe have a hard time believing this or, or understanding it. I still always saw a lot of people fishing. For food yes like i mean sitting on a five yep. gallon bucket and, and putting everything that they every mm-hmm. single thing bluegills little tiny stuff in oh there, yeah making yeah. fish patties out of them, yes. whatever yes you would be surprised at how many people that are sort of a little bit dependent on catching it's, those little fish and yeah and and needing it yeah, needing it for right. the food for absolutely the food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah i mean they're you you can you can kind of pick them out there 
they look like they're you know poor yeah. people as yes. far as that goes, and they're not using the best gear or anything. Mm-hmm. Like that. They're usually mm-hmm. using live bait, which you know live bait is a easier way to catch fish. There's yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Yes, but yes. for me, it takes the sport it's, that's, out of yeah, yeah. It's not a sport anymore. Right. It's just just bringing in some fish and exactly. and, and that's it. Yeah, right. but I, you know, not, like you know, teach their own however it works. I definitely. Uh, my dad was a butcher. I've cleaned, you know, hundreds of fish yeah. all up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I when we go to Canada, I might, I think we ate walleye for every single meal that we, we went to. <laughs> but uh, um, once I became a boat fisherman, I have a hard time going back to the shore. It, yeah, yeah. It's just too easy fishing the opposite direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, with bass, <laughs> with bass, do you... So we have a thing with musky fishing that's called fishing the other lake. And it's if times get tough, like say if you've uh, – with musky fishing, there's like certain um, ideal spots that, that you know, you're going to get uh, – w- w- really what I'm looking for is where bait fish or something like that would be because yeah. that's where he's going to be, the, 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 the fish I'm fishing for. Right, yes. So yeah. – uh, we called a milk run. So, like, we would find this run of, like, you know, 12 spots. Mm-hmm. If we've hit the milk run a couple times and we've got nothing happening, we turn it around and we fish the other lake, which is open water. Oh, we just fish open mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. And it seems strange to do, but it's sometimes productive. It's, it's, oh, yeah. As another yeah. tactic. Now, bass fishing, is it ever the same or no? Because that's oh, usually yeah, yeah. more of a structure-y kind it's, of. It is, um, but... See, it's a little different. Fishing out of the back of the boat, you're you're trying to find something different than than what the guy's doing in the front. I mean, right. you're always so paying you might attention. Cast the other way, right? Yes. Okay. And I'll tell you, I actually, uh, I've actually done really well. Like, you're going straight out of the back of the boat. You're he's hitting structure up along a shore or something, and then you just turn straight around and you're casting in the deeper water. Yeah. You're getting them fish that are sitting out there instead of because uh, right, right. they're not all in the in the same spots. Well, and usually you're guaranteed that that fish that's out in the open water is bigger. Yes, because he's not afraid. Yes, to, you know. So like when we fished the other lake, we've definitely turned up some like monster muskies mm-hmm. that are just they're not afraid of anything. So they're not in any structure. They're just out there swimming free. And yeah, they yeah, don't care. and yeah, they're not zoning in on right. anything. And they're just yeah, they're out. So they're like out to eat and the musky fishing. I feel like sometimes. I was just in the back of the boat because it was usually my boat or, you know, I was driving the boat. A little bit of a control freak. But, uh, (laughs) you know, there's all kinds of things that people do wrong, right? Like I get guys that I fished with that will drive me nuts. You know, we're trying to fish this weed edge, and he's, like, almost on it. And I'm like, no, dude. (laughs) Like, just be, like, 20 yards this way. And we're just, like, like, look for it and go cast at it. So, like, you know, you can't can't screw up my day. So um, I'm driving the boat. But I always felt like with musky fishing, like sometimes that guy would throw something and actually wake the fish up. And then when my bait came along, and yeah, yeah, they're knocking it. on the door and, and you're right. coming to buy and they're and they're answering. Yes, right, right. right. Yes, so, you know it's, that's that's something that that I felt worked for me as far as being in the back of the boat. Yeah, it. Uh, there's been times where it it gets frustrating. I mean, like you know where you know where the fish are at. And, it, and you're catching them on day one on, on like a multi-day tournament, uh, and it and it and honestly, it happened to me last year. Uh, day one of a tournament, I I did really well, really well, and uh, and day two, like you said, the guy's driving the boat and he's driving the boat right on top of the fish, mm-hmm. 
and fishing as a co-angler, it's you have you basically have no say. No, you right. know you have sure. no say. Uh, you can make suggestions, and and I've had guys before. If we're not on anything, they're like, "Hey, were you, did you what practice? You were you on anything? Yeah. How, you know, what do you want to do?" Sure. And and you say, "All right, here, here's what we were doing. This, this, and this, and and you can get on some fish." But yeah, it it makes it kind of tough when when you're back there and you're like, ah, oh, and you know the fish are directly underneath you. Yeah, just uh, and you hey, just... can you just move out about twenty yards right, and uh, right. and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we always found that you know a certain depth, a certain you know like if you've got like uh, well I always look for an inside turn. So like if I had like a a, a point and a weed line that came out. I want to stay way back, and I want to hit that inside hit, turn, it, yep. you know, real, real good. Um, and then, you know, for, like, muskies, they'll stage up on points, especially if I've got, like, I pay attention. So it's crazy. Like, I think people sometimes, like, think of me as, like, I'm nuts. But, like, if I was going to go somewhere and fish for the day, I pay attention to the weather there for the three days before that. Oh, yeah, yes. So that I see yes. which, if it's a predominantly west-southwest wind, I know what points I'm going mm-hmm. to right away. If the wind's all over the place, then I'm just kind of, it's crapshoot. I'm going to go wherever. Yeah, And yeah. people have misconceptions that somehow the fish get blown out of those points. That's not what happens. What actually, not even the little fish, the zooplankton, the real tiny shit gets blown out of that point. The mm-hmm. minnows come up to eat those. The, the smaller fish come up to eat those. Yep. And then my fish And everything follows. Right, yes. Right. Absolutely. I should say your fish come up to eat those. And then <laughs> yes. my fish your, come yes. to eat your come fish. Come to eat my fish. Yes. <laughs> so, you know. But, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, like, I only had a limited window because of work. I wanted to be successful every single time that I went out there. Uh, yeah. You know I mean, so, like, yeah. I did everything I could to be successful and you know it generally worked out pretty well as far as catching some really nice nice fish and like so the 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 co-fisher thing have you ever had any boaters that were dicks uh yes yeah yes i have now, i do have. You have to ever like dude like say you do real well and you win money do you tip them anything or do you give it you're on you, his boat you know what for for tournaments and there's if you if you look on social media you get on Facebook and that there's on the different fishing websites there's somebody will, at least once a month somebody will post a question all right so what do we what do we give the boater what do you give the boater and basic rule of thumb at tournaments is we usually give the boater for a day you, you give them like forty bucks for gas uh, me I'll I'll bring I'll ask them the night before you want me to bring ice you want anything you want any drinks or anything yeah. what do you what do you want me to bring just to to get everything off smooth sure, rolling sure, sure, and sure. and uh, get you know get in getting good with the guy right and uh, so you don't get the <laughs> the guy uh, that wants to back back end you where they were trying they're trying to keep you off uh, yeah, fishable right, water right. which which has happened before but you just gotta you just gotta roll with it and find find a way to it's adjust and because you're not competing really with him no no but you're you're not competing against them, but you're competing for the same fish. Right, right. It, right. So they're they're trying to keep you from catching sure. the fish that they might t- right. they might get. You're in the and, back of the boat, like. and it ha- and it happens. I mean, like, and I've had it before where that's 
why you kind of pay attention to what they're throwing. You want to go something different. If they're throwing like a crankbait, a moving bait, yeah. you want to slow it down. If if they're they're throwing like a shaky head, a, a slow moving bait, you might want to throw throw a moving bait like yeah. a, like a crankbait or top sure. water or something sure, like sure. that, which which that way has had is has worked really well for me. Uh, we fished the uh, the FLW Wild Card. Uh, it's a uh, qualifying tournament for the uh, All-American, the BFL All-American, which is like one of the top tournaments that you can that yeah. you can fish. That's what we're all competing in the BFLs to fish. You okay. want to make it to the All-American. It's the sure. top 50 boaters and top 50 co-anglers in the country that get to fish it. So uh, we go down and fish the wild card, and, to get, and the guy is like, all right, we're going to go flip docks. Yeah, so he's sure, using a slow-moving sure. bait jig, throwing right, jigs right. or... Texas rig plastics and now for someone that doesn't know what that is, they're just like you're almost underhanded throwing. You're flipping right at the just you're fishing yeah, all yeah, the piers. Yeah, yeah, you're fishing the piers, right. and most piers on the lakes have brush piles underneath them, and that's where the fish hang out, and that's what they're that's what they're keying on is any kind of structure underneath there that the fish yeah, can right, right, fish can right. zone in on. And uh, I knew fishing docks. There's there's no way if he's they're pretty pinpoint accurate on, on yeah. where they're fishing yeah. and and how they're fishing and hitting every good spot. So I picked up my my topwater rod and same thing turned directly out of the back of the boat and started aiming at every piece of wood along the shore. Sure. And second cast pulled in a six pound six pound largemouth Jeez. and nice. We made another pass and I right on the other side of the log I hit a three pound largemouth and uh, and I threw topwater all day. He 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 didn't want to make the switch <laughs> over to top water. He did he did pretty well on on. Now does on the boater guy docks. feel like they're better anglers than the the co-fisher? Do they feel like that's a? Some do, some don't. Yeah, uh, you said you you'll get the guys that'll will have an ego and yeah, sure, and sure. this and that and don't want to listen to anything right. and 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 that. But then you'll you'll get guys if if they're having a bad day, they have absolutely no problem asking you. Hey yeah, man, yeah, what, you you got anything? You, you, guys, you want to try? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got any spots you want to hit right. or anywhere you want to go? Anything different you want to try? And uh, but yeah, it's you'll get you'll get both types. That's both interesting. Types. Yeah. That's that's a that's a weird dynamic to have like a straight up stranger. It, oh yeah. Work in that situation. I there was a couple of so as far as the musky fishing stuff goes. There's a certain because of the fragility of the fish and, and like you know especially in Illinois. Mm-hmm. If you're a purist musky fisherman guy who really 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 just cares about the fishery and stuff like that, tournament fishing is actually kind of like looked down upon. It's like you know uh, that's not the thing you want to do. Yeah, because it's yeah. it is it can be very like you know like I've seen tournament. Um, bass fishermen, where they just get that thing in as fast as they can. They get it unhooked. They mm-hmm. get that thing slammed into the live one, and then they're back yeah, at it again. Yeah. It's it's intense. Like you know, there's it's a the tournament fishing and the leisure fishing is is a pleasure fishing, totally different. Oh yeah. Like I'm yes. trying to catch as many fish as I can during the day, and I'm trying to stay active during the day. But it's like a race that they're running when there's money involved. Oh, yeah. It changes oh, yeah. the whole thing. So to do that with that fish is, yeah, like, you know, it's probably not the best thing for the fish. You right, definitely right. don't want to hit a lake. Like, I paid attention to the tournaments because I don't want to go fish a lake the week or the 
that week the, after the weekend that they were all there. The, yeah, yeah. They, and everything's yes, got getting sore pounded, mouths. Yes. Everything's yeah. seen they've everything. Seen, uh, yeah, they've seen every bait under the sun right. come by their face. So and, I, I'm yep. good. We made a mistake the one time of going, and I didn't even check. I just figured it was such a big lake, it didn't matter. But we went to Leech Lake in Minnesota, and we got there the week after, like the biggest. There was like... <laughs> 380 boats oh, on wow. the lake like you know fishing for muskies <laughs> yeah. and it was terrible i mean i think we and i was with a guy that's a pro he's i mean he, he was a, a a guide out of southern illinois a guy that has a fishery biology degree super smart and i've always caught fish with him and i we 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 i got one fish i think all week it was, yeah. yeah it was yep. poor uh and we didn't see much it was it was definitely tough but so I, you know, from then on, I learned a lesson. You know, I pay attention to where the tournaments are. Mm-hmm, and I don't go mm-hmm. anywhere afterwards. But bass fishing—that's a different thing. Like I'm pretty sure you can catch a smallmouth bass on Tuesday, come back to that same spot on Wednesday and catch him again. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. Not yeah. really do any damage to him. Release him. Yeah, yep, he'll yep. be on his way. Where muskies—they seem to like damage themselves and everything else. So it's so it's a different situation. But the couple tournaments that I looked into. When I first thought about doing it, and then I kind of just backed away from it, were you were in a boat, you were a team, so like you were, you mm-hmm, was a combined mm-hmm. weight yes, situation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The the tournaments that I fish are they're separate. You're, you're, yeah, they're separate. Okay. Uh, now FLW and and Bass uh, uh, Bass Association, they have team trails that you can fish and right. and you can you can actually on their team trails you can qualify to fish the Bassmaster Classic on wow. on, on different team trails and yeah. everything and yeah that's it it uh, it's it's a different animal with with team fishing and i think you you'll see in in uh, like online and, and everything you and there's with everything if there's money involved there's you're going to get guys, you're going to get cheaters in in, in any really? time and you've it's it's they've caught guys in bass tournaments guys what, like bringing fish they'll put fish baskets out and they'll be out during the during the week and they'll catch they'll catch some large fish wait, and wait, 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 put wait. a basket down in in the water to keep the fish alive oh get out. during tournament time they'll go pick them up and when it's worth money man people oh yeah do anything, yeah there's huh? guys putting shoving lead wow. weights down their throats to, yeah, to make them yeah, weigh yeah, more yeah, yeah, and that. oh yeah there's there's different uh but nowadays they they, they pretty they should have that dialed in right because like uh there were a bunch of um like up in the hayward like so hayward and the Manaqua area there was two different musky guys like you know 60 years ago that were up there and they're the ones you see in all the pictures up in the bars and mm-hmm, stuff like that mm-hmm. and i mean i like you know, like I read all about them and everything else. I like I know their names and stuff. But <laughs> they, the um, they would always turn up a world record, like after the other guy did, and it was always be always be like by by an ounce or two, uh-huh. Cause uh huh. Because they would be putting lead weights inside uh, yeah. of them, and now that with the photography, they can tell that that fish should not weigh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What it did, yeah, yep. sort of thing. So I mean, yeah. what happens if you get caught cheating in a tournament? There's there's guys that actually. Be, depending on the size of the the earnings that you can get, uh, that get charged with felonies, oh, felony because wow. they're they're going for so much money. Now, do you so like if you're a tournament fisherman, do you is there a license or something? Is there some like ethical thing that you have to like that you can get taken it, away from you? Can can you be a situation you're caught doing that and you're banned from tournament fishing? You're, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but and I don't think if. 
if you ever got caught cheating to to go around tournaments again, that would be because your name gets blasted everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you're stealing money from everybody. Is it, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah, it's it's happened. I don't, and, know why, I don't even know why I'm surprised about that. Like, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Some people do anything for, for money. Yeah, right. And right, that, right. but the the tournaments that I fish, it's you're with you're with somebody different. Even on multi day tournaments. Day one, you're paired with one guy, oh, and then they okay. pair you with somebody else the second day. Oh, and, wow. and so, yeah, you're, you're constantly with somebody else. It, it kind of takes that aspect out of it right? to, to, to keep away from the cheating Now, you the said you work with the, uh, the kids for the – so that's a pretty much a new development. And I wish there was something that was available when, uh, when we were kids. Oh, uh, yes. But uh, – Bass the, fishing teams at the schools. It, yeah, high school and college level bass fishing. I uh, the high school here in town. I uh, I do some seminars with them and uh, just try and try and share knowledge. And like this year, I did a seminar with them talking crankbait fishing, uh, like line selection, size, rod selection, reel, right? Uh, everything. How to how to make them run deeper or shallower? What to use? What time of year? And and just trying to to help them out in uh, any any way I can. Questions here for that that came up online. The, I'd like to read gotcha. those. Gotcha. Uh, there we go. There we go. But yeah, it it it's it's fun. In fact, at the high school here, their their motto on their shirts is "I wish they had it when I was in school." Yeah. Right. It, right. Right. Yeah. I yeah. remember. I like my my uh, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was like absolutely nuts. I, I mean, I got on my bike. The rods went across the front of the bike, and the you know the uh, the tackle box was hanging there too. And I rode the bike right you know to the to the ponds in the Frankfurt Square, and I would fish those ponds from you know sun up in the morning they, until dinner time at night. Uh-huh. My mom used to drive to the pond with my dinner on a plate, and I would see like I don't know like something was wrong with me, but I would like get eat the food and then like right back out to the yeah all right i gotta that, go yeah just yeah. do what i was doing and I mean, obviously i wasn't getting in trouble i was just doing that but uh i think my dad at one point asked me like i was like 12 or 13 you know when the dad asked the question what are you gonna do when you grow up what do you want to be when uh, yeah you grow up? yeah and i was like i want to be a professional fisherman and he straight up looked at me and said that's not a job <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a job, really. Do what? <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, well, what about like Jimmy Houston and like you know all the TV shows uh-huh, that were on uh-huh. when I was a kid? And he's like, he's like, there's like one of those guys for like millions and millions <laughs> yeah. of people. You can't do that for a living. And he talked me out of it. And then like the first time I met a guy that was a pro fisherman, <clears throat> you do not need to be Jimmy Houston or one of those guys to be a professional fisherman. No, there's a guy that that I met. He was. Pretty much my age, uh, he's he's out of it now. I think uh, I'm connected with him on social media, but he's was a musky guide that he was like working his way through college. He went to Southern Illinois mm-hmm. for school, and he was guiding otherwise. And he after college, he went to college for fisher biology degree, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. was a professional musky fisherman. That's it- what he did for Southern Illinois. The lake never free. It was like 285 days out of the year. He was fishing for muskies. And, I mean, he I, the job's hard, and it's probably hard on your body, and I bet you it's it's five times as hard on your relationships. Yeah, oh, yeah, stuff. all the travel. The tra- and, well, yeah, yeah, that yeah. and just your lifestyle is 
you're fishing every day and then you're hanging out with people. They want to go out to dinner, get drinks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yep. it's probably a, not a conducive situation for a marriage because this guy, he is a terrific guy, like like a, just a really good guy mm-hmm. and, and and an outstanding guide. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he, he definitely had a hard time with relationships. But, uh, you know, the, the, I, I was already full out like on my own business, contracting and everything else. And I liked my life contracting, but I was like, I can't believe my dad screwed this up. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I could be doing that right that now. Would be right. <laughs> That'd be totally fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, like you know, kids nowadays, like, is that what when they're on the bass team for the school, is that they're like they're trying to be a professional fisherman? I th- I think there's. I think you kind of get both. You get some that that's that's their goal. They that's what they want to do. They wanna they want to grow up. They wanna they want to go. They want to be on the bass fishing team in college and, and yeah. move into the tournament fishing and into the pros. And then you you you'll get some that uh, that they're they want to learn the sport. Right. And so I get and what better Jenny way on, on social media who asked you know include info about the IHSA bass fishing and potential scholarship money. For college, uh, is there money that like so? Okay, so we get a bunch of people like I coach wrestling, mm-hmm. and the percentage of people that are going to get like money for wrestling it's so small. You almost should tell parents just for just don't think about that. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that'd be another byproduct of what you're doing. Concentrate on loving the sport and doing all the things you want to do with it. And if you're good enough, it'll just happen on its own. You don't yeah. need to because parents get crazy. Oh yeah, especially when they hear money. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, like, I was astounded that there's pretty good money in gaming it's now. Absolutely, right? Is. Absolutely. Then, so, is there? And, have you heard there's college? Like, I didn't realize that there were colleges that had teams too. Uh, there's, I don't know the exact, but I'm I'm telling you, there's uh, just about every major college, and even the, the smaller, like, smaller division colleges. All have bass teams. Wow! They had, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The high schools. It it's gotten huge in Illinois now. Right. Okay. It's, so, but just Illinois or like? Oh no, no, all, all over the country, all over the country. Because wow. is there uh, anywhere and, and, that there's no bass? Uh, what's that? Is there anywhere that there's no bass? Like statewise? Not, I mean, I can't think I, of a state. Not that, that I know have. of. No. And I'm no. always surprised. Like I, when I grew up, I thought like, uh, I thought uh, smallies are more of a northern kind of mm-hmm. you know bass. Mm-hmm. But you go down to Tennessee. There's it's, tons of smallies. Oh yeah, down there. yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. really nice smallie fishing. Yep, yep. We do. We we were catching smallmouth down on Kentucky Lake, yep, and right, right. and oh yeah, you get on them river systems, and yeah. and them smallmouth are so are okay. So key. so a, a school? Do they? I mean, like, so I'm from the you know the wrestling stuff where we mm-hmm, see. Mm-hmm. Are there college scouts that go to high school tournaments? And check guys out, or is there I, a stats kind of thing? That's I, I think I think they'd more do it kind of online, and and they watch the 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 college, uh, basically college fishing scouts will watch the tournament results for for the high schools and, and see where these kids are, how they're fishing, and mm-hmm. and and how they're ranked, uh, and they get offered scholarships to go wow. to college. Is study and while you're on the bass team. Now, what those some of those guys uh, do they take classes that are like biology classes? Like they're trying to like learn more about it's, fish. 
Some of them, yeah. And then there's some that are are going. Uh, I mean, you'll get guys going for engineering degrees and, and stuff like that. But they're that gonna are, get there on but, bass fishing, and, and yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's the, it's good. their 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 way in, and they yeah. get a, get a scholarship bass fishing. Now, is and, there anything that gives back? So, if you're like you know running all this, uh, you know, like the NCAA is a terrible, terrible organization that you know robs high school or you know basketball players uh-huh, and football players uh-huh. and everything else. The the fishing's a different thing because you're kind of going out there and like a little bit you're beating up the the you know the lakes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Is there any money that's generated through the tournaments or through the you know through the high school tournaments that goes back to conservation? I'd have you know what for the conservation part, I believe it's it's all through the IHSA. They 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 put back. Into it, each individual team. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I, with well, that, I know when like, you buy with, your license, a lot of that money goes yeah, to yes, conservation. Yes. And obviously, yeah, if and you're a high school fisherman, bass fisherman, you get a fishing license. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah once, what is it? I think 16. Is it, yeah, once I you're over it, 16, right. you got to get the license. And right. Yeah. You you're helping conservation that way, and there's there's a lot of times where some of the teams will demand, like they'll have their team, you know, help. They'll clean up clean up around around waterways and and just to help and teach the conservation to the kids right um money like money wise for the for the high school teams i think they rely on sponsorships a lot yeah from the different companies and there's there's great companies out there that have absolutely no problem helping out a high school team with with like discounts or or free products they yeah. uh they'll give them uh, they'll give them products for like raffles to help raise money for the kids to go on these sure, to these different sure, tournaments sure, sure. and everything yeah that makes sense and then i think it kind of just builds from there when you get up to the college level what's the competition uh, in high school then do you compete against another school yes yeah. So, do you have home lakes and away lakes? Uh pretty much. Pretty much. You'll uh, like when they go to some of these tournaments. Like if uh, they'll have a high school tournament out on the Des Plaines River up here, but you'll be competing with high schools from all over the all state. Over. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. Like, but the Mantino High School doesn't use like the sportsman's club here for a home lake. No. No. Okay. No. They, like around here, they'll. I think they. Where do they fish? I think they fish the Des Plaines River. I think they have a tournament out of uh, Braidwood, okay, and that and and that's kind of the the waters that they'll fish. You'll get like regionals, yeah, regional areas where they like uh, I think like Reed Custard and and Piatone and, and Moments and all them, yeah. fish against each other okay. for for different wow. regional tournaments that's, and that. Yeah, that's interesting. And like I said, I wish it was something. You know, it, it, the more things that are out there for guys, there's there's guys that are just not inclined to you know, play baseball or basketball yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yep. And fishing would be a great alternative as far as that goes. And, I mean, I've had a great time fishing with my kids. I wouldn't say I had the greatest time fishing with my dad. He was not that much fun to fish when he was a kid. <laughs> but I was, like, high strong. I was, like, you know, not no rod man. I'm catching frogs yeah. and turtles and every other damn thing. It was a pain in the ass yeah. for sure. But, I mean, you know, I think it's my dad's, like, only day off for, like, you know, two weeks or something like that. And I'm out there, like, with tangled up lines. And yeah. Things, ready to kill me. Um, uh, okay, and I got Bill uh, uh, Bill Heckler asking, uh, and you you chimed in on it, but and I want to chime in too. I was like, because it's awesome. Uh, he's like, why is it that when friends and family come to visit me here in Springfield, Missouri, that they have to 
go to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World uh, main headquarters. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been to that place, but I'm guessing it's just a Bass Pro. It is like we refer to it as the mecca, right. mecca of bass fishing. Sure. It is... It's the largest one they they have. Yeah, it's a Bass it's, Pro Shop though. It's a store. Yeah, it's it's a store. Huge aquarium it, in there. And they just opened up the uh, oh, what's it? Was it Wonders Wonders of the World? It's it's like a it's almost like a zoo. It's they've got huge huge aquariums for anywhere from saltwater fish, freshwater fish. Uh, it's it's. It's like going to the zoo. They got the spot for the Antarctic. They got the penguins. Yeah, and nice. and I, I believe it took Johnny Morris 10 years to build it. And he designed every aspect of it himself. Wow. wow. Had, him, had him, if it wasn't right, tear it out. Johnny Morris it. is the owner of Is Bass. the owner of Bass Pro, right. yes. Right, right. And he he controlled every aspect of it. And we I finally got to go see it uh, last year. Uh, when we fished uh, Table Rock Lake, my parents came down to watch the watch the weigh-ins for the tournament and everything, and so we took a trip over to the Bass Pro. And I, I'll tell you, if you got a day to, that you want to kill, I down love going there, to Bass Pro. I think everywhere we go, if there's a Bass Pro, oh, I go oh yeah, there. yes. Yeah. Just and to, just I've got my collection around. of the Bass Pro. I want to see the aquarium and, and every uh, yes. single one. For, uh, yep. See what they got in there, <laughs> and then uh, you know, but like my boys just like to look at like. If you just go into the camping area and look at all and, of the stuff, uh-huh, the only uh-huh. problem that I have as a as a guy who worries about uh, the economy and stuff like that is I don't like that Bass Pro just bought Cabela's. I'm like, hey, like yeah, come on, you got to yeah. have some competition. It, Gander Mountain's gone. That 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 uh-huh, went under, uh-huh. and now Bass Pro and Cabela's are one place. Like, yeah, that's yes, not like. You know, pretty soon you're going to be like just jacking you the get prices to, up. Get the monop- and, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not good. I think and, the only thing that's keeping that under control is the online stores. Yeah, the Amazon. It, stuff is it? Yeah, yeah. You get that. You get like Tackle Warehouse. Right. That right. Uh, you can find some great prices. Oh at, no, and that's kind of. I, I would suggest if any. Like, so I was a guy that had a boat forever, and a guy turned me on to. Uh, oh, I can't remember that. I got it like bookmarked, but it's a marine. It's all boating stuff. Like I, I looked. I have a Cabela's Visa card that gives me 5% off at Cabela's, mm-hmm. and I still could get nowhere near the deal that I got on this website for yeah. my down like down imaging stuff yeah, that yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it was a $2,000 setup, but I mean, I think that it was two grand at Cabela's, and I got it for like $1,600 or $1,700. It was way cheaper uh-huh. online. Um, you have to trust the place you're buying it from, but I, I would suggest you do that. But like those stores are wonderful. They're they're great to go into. Uh, my boys love to go if we go. You know, into mm-hmm, they like mm-hmm. to to go in there. And they don't they don't have the fishing opportunities that I had growing up. Um, just because wrestling is so, so demanding, yeah, they're, they're doing yeah. that all the time. Yeah, where I was like just constantly fishing, and then <laughs> I'm the oldest grandchild of my family, and my grandfather loved to be up in the you know northern Wisconsin area, so he took it, me all the time. It, so I got no, to be yeah. there. Yep, you know constantly. Um, so I think that's it for the the questions that were online, and then um, the only other thing that I would I would like add or question would be so with the what do you do exactly? You said you help with the kids. Mm-hmm. Do you like I mean, is there like seminar? Do they do instructional stuff for like oh, what? Oh yeah, yeah. Before the season starts, that I think they're going year round. Uh, 
getting their getting their team selected and once they have their team they start practices before the season starts uh they'll have casting practices and they'll be bringing different guys in uh like usually once a week they'll they'll bring somebody in to do a seminar just to nice. to teach them like equipment maintenance and and like me i did last year i did top water fishing and then this year i did crankbait fishing yeah uh guys will do finesse fishing and just to try and give them a little idea sure sure tips sure, sure, sure. and tricks and and any any kind of information you can give them to, to help them out yeah good good it's, and, I mean, it's a wholesome thing to go do and everything else as long as you're being conscious of the animals that you're messing with it, yes and stuff like that uh, yeah and then, I mean, you don't eat any bass, right? No. 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 I, I don't no. either. We did one time up in uh, Canada. We were on Eagle Lake, and the the guide was like, you know, he was an Indian guy. He's like, I eat these all the time. <laughs> and we, I'll be, it was a really nice tasting white fish. Mm-hmm. We ate, we mm-hmm. ate some smallies. But up there, it's like a totally different game. We were Lindy Riggin. You know, you had like a uh, like a 18 inch leader with a snap swivel and an egg sinker, and then the hook with a minnow on it yeah and like we were catching 18 or 19 like football like yeah. <laughs> four to five pound smallmouth in a day no problem you could just go back there every day and do it off the reefs and stuff so like i had an abundance of those fish so it was fine mm-hmm. but i couldn't imagine doing it down here like it would you know, uh, yeah absolutely like i'd feel terrible uh, taking yeah. those fish off and and the uh the different tournament trails they're especially in the last couple of years they've really gotten into fish conservation mm-hmm. like they a lot of the trails will have uh no puncture call tags because uh, when you're putting the fish in the live well you put call tags on them so you know how much each fish weighs oh do you? Okay. there's like a different colored marker that right. i'll say okay so, so you know you my red one is yeah okay. and and they're like clip-on tags instead of the old metal piercing sure, ones sure, to sure. keep the okay to keep uh, harming the fish uh they've actually come out with uh the major league fishing uh tournament trail that they have it's it's all about fish conservation they they don't actually have a way in where you're not putting anything in your live well it's you're you're catching it you're weighing it and releasing it wow okay. and they'll do like a cumulative weight see they'll, now musky fish in the tournaments there if you catch a fish there's like a, a flag boat so you have to like call a boat in and the judge the, comes to you and they because they don't ever live well those fish right right too big anyway yeah, yeah but yeah. they come and they like measure that fish they weigh the do whatever they do with the fish i think it's a more of a measurement thing that goes on with the with the mm-hmm. musky ones but like and then the the guy in the boat writes down everything that you did yeah. and then you release that fish and go back to fishing yeah and that's basically like the the mlf style okay. style tournaments that they have you actually have an official you don't have a co-angler in your boat uh they actually have an official in their boat this is that, for the high school no 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 this oh. is when you're getting up into okay, okay. it's more like the the so pro levels that you're working in it yeah holy yeah. cow where's the dough come for just sponsors it's sponsor money sponsor wow. money in fact they're this is their their first year it's actually the bass pro tour that they do Bass pro is now, their as main a co-angler sponsor. you're never looking for a sponsor are you as co-anglers uh you yeah 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 now how I do mean, you go about he, that uh the way I do it, it's it's usually it's equipment that I've used, baits that I've used and have con- 
confidence in. I mean, you'll you'll get guys that are just out there looking for for discounts and that. But, yeah. Uh, well, that pro musky fisherman guy, he was like, he was sponsored by Bass Pro, so like mm-hmm. all his rods and stuff, all the reels, everything was Bass Pro stuff in there. Yeah. And yeah. I think their angle was this guy's this guy's deal was it was like two hundred and fifty dollars for the day. And you fished with him all day, and you did all—all all you had to bring was your lunch. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He supplied everything else, uh, yeah. all the baits, all the leaders, all the rods, reels, everything. But the thing was, is if he puts a Bass Pro rod in your hand and reel, and you use it, and it's like, oh, this is pretty good. You know, it's, what is this? Then you'll maybe go buy one. Uh, right, right. Yep. Right. Yep. So, it, and it's—it's it's kind of the same thing. It's you. And I've I've had it where where I'm catching them on a certain bait and guys are like all right hey what what are you throwing back there what do you what do you got tied on and yeah and yeah it's like oh yeah here I've got this biz bait soft right. plastic that I'm throwing so okay and, uh, I see the biz style. bait hat so yeah. now is that someone who's giving you any money or giving you a discount on this, stuff I, I get discount from them and in fact it's uh, Brian Souza he he they're right from Arlington Heights okay uh, Illinois based. Uh, up here he he actually started the company as as a college uh business program to uh to structure how they do a, like a business plan right his was a bait company that he actually turned into a bait okay. company see now the, the like the wisconsin and like the, all the musky fishermen guys these are all guys that live up in northern wisconsin northern minnesota and winter is like you know eight months out of the year and it's hard and yep. they're either ice fishing or they're in their garage like tinkering with, yeah. with baits and stuff <laughs> but each one of these guys usually has their own baits that they make and right some of them right got like a line of baits that they i mean pete mania has got you know has had tons of baits over the years and then uh, i used to fish with uh bill shumway and he had a fuzzy does it so it was yeah. like a uh it was a vertical jigging it was like a flat piece of metal that he would you know you'd rip it mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. Oh, he just got a, uh, so one of the muskies just yeah just just got a just got a uh, roach, uh, but anyway so, um, I have always like messed with lures and stuff like that. I've got an idea for a lure that I've had for years and years and years, and I've just never had the time to. If I lived in northern Minnesota, I would have had built this yeah, lure yeah, yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> but I, I hear horror stories about guys. Uh, that, you know, like try to get into the producing a bait and it's just almost impossible. It's to, a, yeah, I mean, there's so, so many different people out there trying to do the same right, thing, right. like making jigs. There's, couldn't sure. tell you the, how many hundreds of jig companies there are out there trying to trying to make it and doing well, right. the same I mean, thing. The, the jig company, that's, that's like, I think the problem that these guys always ran into was that the most consistent, because you have to have a consistency in the bait, right? It has to have yeah. a certain action. Yeah, yep. And if it doesn't have that action, whoop. I forgot that. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, so anyways, uh, the, the um, you know, the bait, if it doesn't work a certain way, then the bait's no good. And I definitely yeah. bought baits that <laughs> yeah. didn't quite work uh-huh. right and had to be uh-huh. tweaked. Uh, so, you know, like the only people that are pr- – that are successful at producing baits is someone that has access to like, you know, fiberglass moldings and, and, you know, stuff like that where you can make it as consistent as possible. Yes. yes. So, uh, with, uh, with the bass baits and stuff like that, my gosh, there's so many, that's a billion, billion, billions of dollar industry as far as bass fishing is, I think yearly just in the retail part of fishing is a $35 billion industry. 
right. un- unreal the amount of money. So if you had some kid that was uh, trying to get to college, he could be an engineer, and he could be engineering baits. He could be oh, engineering yeah. ergonomic it, rods and wheels yep, to hold yep. on to, all that kind of stuff too. So, yeah, there's a million different uh, avenues that a kid could go down as far as that goes. It, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, the uh, the the opportunities they have available to them nowadays are it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and like you said, to to be able to and if I had the chance to be able to to be a a pro angler, making uh, you get guys like Kevin Van Dam that, that millions of dollars. Yeah, I think millions of my, for fishing. I think that's who my glasses are. Van, I got a yeah. set of Van Dams. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so that that that's all great. It, you know, like I said, it's a terrific uh, sport. It's fun. It's you know, it, it it's definitely it, it, it can be hard when you first start and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I know I had my for bass stuff. I had my go to, you know, like the smells, I get the Rapalas and stuff. And then uh, I liked to, uh, like I had like a creature jig. It was like a, a weedless, you know, jig with the uh, it had like the like tines on it so mm-hmm. the hook mm-hmm. wasn't in there and uh you know it was just like a like a lot of tentacles on it and i'd just bop that thing off the bottom yeah you know yeah. what i mean sort of a thing just depending on what you know what thing i want to do top water is some of the most fun fishing that there is because it's explosions all oh, the time. oh yeah yeah that i i fished a tournament up in uh up at lake vermilion up in minnesota a few years ago yeah. That I'd qualified we were in Lake Vermilion not too long ago. Uh, yeah. I, I love that place. That's up beautiful. There. It, yeah, it is a nice beautiful lake. area, but yeah, my the one muskie I've caught is I caught up there. I and caught Vermilion? a I caught yeah. a fifty four inch on a on a little popper. Fifty four inch on a, yeah first muskie I've ever That's yeah going a for bass world and yeah class we fish. got it up to got it up to the boat the guy measured it and yeah we unhooked I, wow one of my brand See, new popper better back than, so better than any muskie I've ever caught. And it's just luck. That, you know, you're oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yep, right. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. It, it's a sport that just about anybody can do. Actually, the guy I got a guy coming on who we're going to talk musky fishing. We're going to talk musky fishing with his son. His son Sam is a guide on Vermilion. Oh, and okay. What what he does is like he goes up there. Drops them off at the beginning of summer as soon as school's out, and then he comes back. I think in the uh, like end of July or something like that, and picks oh, them up. And nice. I think now he might stay the whole summer, but like when he first started, he's like 15 years old when he first got huh. that gig. His dad had been going to that lodge for like you know five or seven uh-huh, years or something like uh-huh. that, and then they just said, "Hey, if you want a summer job, come drive a boat in the summertime." And the oh, kid, gee. I mean. Yeah. What a great gig! Uh, yeah, oh man, so so terrific. You'd but be able to do what you love. For, so yeah, that's one. <laughs> but that that that's a podcast. I'm looking forward to talking to them and find out because he definitely has. Like you can get a different bass fisherman. I'm sure you could sit down with the bass fisherman. that has got a totally different approach to it than you do. Oh yeah, because this guy's this guy's like all about trolling. And I'll tell you what, I've done some trolling. But it's not my. It's not like my fork. Like mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I need someone to give me some patterns, stuff like that. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I'll get out there and do it. I'll look for you know, look on my on my uh, down imaging for Cisco's for you know for for shad all yep. that stuff so I can go yep. through there and do that. And I mean, when you're up in Canada, like the muskies are feeding on schools of whitefish, like big twenty inch oh, whitefish. <laughs> I I was musky fishing uh, uh, Namakagan in northern Wisconsin. And uh, had a like a fifty-two inch muskie on a twenty-two inch sucker. 
Holy yeah, cow. So mods, the sucker was a, a giant. meal. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. Yeah, so, but, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it's kind of cool, especially with the like the Costa series that I fish. It's you've you got some of the pros that that are fishing it to try and make the the championship. Mm-hmm. So like last year, uh, down at Lake of the Ozarks, I got I got to fish with uh, Andy Morgan, uh, which is they they call him the goat, the greatest of all time really? in, in wow. FLW. He's an FLW tour guy. He's fishing the MLF now this year, and yeah, I got to. I got to be on the boat with him for the day and and just watching him and watching the way he fishes. I mean, the guy's just a machine, right? A right, machine, right, right. and yeah, you're trying to catch trying to catch a fish out of the back of somebody's boat like that is uh, get good and, luck. And be, oh yeah, yeah, you got you got to get lucky on that one. Yeah, but and, you're just there to. I mean, you know, the I think the first time I went out with uh, the Chad guy, like I spent a lot of time just really paying attention to exactly what he's doing oh yeah yeah i want to know i want to learn i want to really learn what you're doing yep and i mean there's no one better to learn from than someone that's on the water for 280 some days mm -hmm, out of the year mm -hmm. everyone else has got you know you're a plumber everyone's got a job to go do and then you can just do it when you can get the window yep these guys are doing it and that's yeah 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 yeah, you're on the water six seven days a week yeah right yep yep but yeah like fishing being on the back of his boat I'd sit there and catch myself like a half hour later, just watching, watching what he's doing, how he's fishing, sure, sure, different sure. spots and different different structure in that. Now and, your kids fish? Uh, they used to. They oh. used to. My my older one. How, no, yeah, but that's how old is he? What he's like uh, twenty one. Yeah, that's it's, the time. It's, I don't think <laughs> I fished even. I was a nut for fishing, but probably like from like eighteen or nineteen to like twenty one, twenty two. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it, it's and like twenty trucks picked it back and, up again. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, trucks and girls, oh, girls, and, man. Uh, girls, yes. girls, girls, uh, yep, girls. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, right. And yeah, so he he's he kind of got out of it. Uh, my younger one, Bradley, he's sixteen. Uh, he used to go with me, and that kind of kind of gotten out of it. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 me Hopefully now. Hopefully, they pick it's, it back uh, up again. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And in fact, I was just talking to uh, to my older one. He he's like, "Hey, you still got my fishing gear? Uh, I'm gonna need. I want to get. Uh, yeah, maybe get get right. my fishing gear." I'm like, good. "Oh, well, good, that's good, good. good. That's awesome. Yeah, good to hear. <laughs> good to hear. Well, let's. We're an hour and forty five minutes on, on fishing, man. So let's uh, wrap it up. I think you know. I learned. I I never knew anything about the co fishing stuff and everything else. I learned a lot. Uh, you know if. If something goes on that uh, is big with the sports and stuff or something, come back. Let's oh, you know, absolutely. Talk again. I mean, uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, and I mean, you know, like if a parent is out there and they want to kind of get their fish, their kid into that thing, you know, even if it's for scholarship money or whatever like that, serve all the bobber and a worm and catching bluegills and stuff. That's and, it. Let let them loose on these neighborhood ponds just yeah. to get to get a start and uh, even even the kids coming up being able to talk to the high school kids that are actually on the team, maybe learning right. a little bit, hanging, hanging around and, and just getting an idea. And uh, there's so many people out there that are, are looking to share knowledge and, and yeah, have right. no problem. Right. Have right. no problem sharing knowledge with them. And, oh, and there's so many bodies and, of water, and we're in Illinois. There's not even that many here. If you yeah, lived yeah. up in Wisconsin or Minnesota, it's like oh, you yeah. can't turn around without seeing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, every, yeah, everywhere you look, there, there's water to be able to Yeah, and I'm surprised that, like, I, like I got an uncle that's up in uh, Manaqua. He's on, like, a 40-acre, like, it's private uh, lake. It's Lake Mulby is what it's called. And uh, you'd go up there, and you would run 
like a like a, a rattle trap, but it's a it's a Rapala's rattle trap. It's not a rattle trap. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. But you would run that thing literally as like you'd have a five to one ratio uh-huh. on there and run it as fast as it, you can, and they'd still hit it. It's, like, oh boom. yes. So yeah. uh, and I mean. This is a spot where there's all kinds of fishing pressure and stuff like that, but we used to catch 16 to 18 nice yeah. largemouth in a day. And it's a largemouth lake up in northern Wisconsin, which is a strange thing yes. usually too. Yes, uh, absolutely. So I, mean, I got so many memories of being on the water. And, uh, you know, I'm always, I was always the first guy on the water, last guy off the water <laughs> sort of thing. So I'm sure that it, if it's any consolation to a parent, it kept me out of trouble at some point. Oh, yeah. Because I wasn't yeah. doing something stupid. It, yeah. yeah, you know where they're going to be. They, they get into right. fish, and they're going to be at the pond down the street having exactly. fun. Yes. Well, I hope uh, people uh, learned something. I hope you dug the podcast. Uh, check us out. We're on iTunes and Google Play. As far as the podcast goes, subscribe and like uh, my channel uh, on YouTube. And uh, hopefully i got some more stuff coming along soon. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Heck yeah.